Okay, this year is sponsored for Fush Lema of a lot of Chaylam, and specifically Zechariah Shimon Hakoyin Ben Tziru. needs a big Fush Lema. Part one. This is very fundamental to understanding what Pesach is really all about. Now, when the Chachamim went ahead and chose the name of each Yantif, they only had a couple of words. Zman Cheirusenu, Zman Matan Teirusenu, Zman this, Zman that. So that means they had to summarize what the Mahus, the essence of the Yantif is, in just a couple of words. Hashem gave us this, Mayadam Lusimcha, festivals to be happy, Chagam Zman What is Chagam Zman Cheirusenu, a time of Cheirusenu, freedom. Chazal, when they give this, it's explaining the nishmas hayyim, the day, the neshama, the soul of the essence of the day. And when they say that that Matzis is man cheruseinu, it's like when they say sukkis is man simchaseinu and shvuas is man matan teiruseinu. Now it's very clear that the the title of zman cheruseinu is not talking about the past. He's talking about not just that this is a time that we once were free. This was a time where thousands of years ago we went free. That's not Zman Cheiruseinu. It's not B'Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim Yotzonu L'Cheirus. Elazeinyin Shel Hoive, it's a time of now She'achshav, who has Zman She'onu Yotzum L'Cheirus. The same way that when we say Sukkis is Zman Simchaseinu, Eina Kavona Zman She'hoyinu Pam Smechem Boi, that's Pashit, right? By Sukkis, it's man Simchasein, the time of happiness now. Not a time that 2,000 years ago we were once happy. Elisha Achshav, who's man Simcha. Zman Simchasein means now is a time of Simcha. And Zman Matan Teirasenu, which we explain more in Shvuis, it means now is the time that we get the Torah every year. It's not talking about what happened thousands of years ago. And what's the biggest riot to this? This mamish a fantastic raya. When do we celebrate Zman Matan Torah When do we celebrate Shavuos? On Vav Sivan. But when was the actual Matan Torah? Was really in Zion Sivan. So imagine you're supposed to get married on January 1st. But something happened and you got married January 2nd. So why are you celebrating your anniversary every year January 1st? El Dabshat is, Zman Matan Torah is not about the past. And even though the actual day that we received the Torah was a different day, that's not what it's all about. Because that was not the day that was set aside in the Bria for the giving of Torah. Happens to be that that actual giving of the Torah was on a different day. Doesn't matter. It's the day of Vav Sivan, that is the day of Zman Matan Torah the day that every year we celebrate our receiving the Torah, and always Yudalid, a Tesvav of, of, uh, Cheshvin, right, is, is that what it, no, not Cheshvin, uh, Tishrei, is Zman Simchaseinu of now, a time that to be happy now, and now on Pesach is Zman Cheshvin of now. Vim came, so we have to understand that Azman Shabachal Shana Vashana Mechadashan Yoytsim Bail Cheshvin Oilam, that of course, what happens is, I'll explain it like this, there are some things that happen in our calendar to us in a complete way for all of Kal Yisrael. 
And there are shades of that that happen to every single person every single year. When we see that the whole Klal Yisrael went out from complete enslavement to complete salvation on these days, that means that these are the days of the year that there is a shade of time for every individual person to go from being enslaved in his own personal enslavement to being freed. And that's what, what gets uncovered of what these days really are. Obviously, we have to be worthy to feel this for the people who are Oivdim. 30 days before, every day Hashem is setting us more and more free until there's a certain feeling of being free. So what have we learned already so far? Because this, this year in, in, in all these parts is full of chidushim. Chidushim meaning that you could be 50, 60 years old, growing up from, and, and never thought or, or looked at Pesach like that. We already have one. And it's what he says by every single yantif. And he says it by Hanukkah and he says it by Purim. We never celebrate anything to do with the past. What? Every festival is about the past. We don't celebrate things that happened only a long time ago if they're not happening and effective in our lives. In fact, there are many Nisan that happened that are famous where we were saved, army, uh, one army we were fighting and rocks came from, from Shemayim, right? And they killed whatever, thousands of soldiers. We don't celebrate it every year. Why? Because Chachamim put their ear to the ground, so to speak, and they realized that it's not something that's part of the Bria. It was like a freak accident. It happened. But it's not a day for salvation. Chanukah and Purim, after this revelation happened, that we were saved in such an extreme way, the Chachamim realized that it had to be on those days. Those are days of salvation. That's why we always say, And that's why they waited Lishana Acheres Kavu. Because the next year they waited to see, so to speak, to feel, was this an accident that it happened to be that day was a day of, of Purim that we were saved? And they realized, no, it's a day of salvation. Where else do we see this? We see that Tishabov is a day of destruction. It's not, an, it's not a, a coincidence that both Charban Bayesrishan and Bayesheni happened on the same day of Tishabov. It had to be, because the day that is set aside in the calendar for the greatest calamity, for Klal Yisrael, is Tishabov. And that's the way it is. It's like we have a, a spiral, and it repeats all the days. And there are certain days that are masugal, that are set up, pre-set up for certain hatzlacha, for good, for bad. It has to do with Shemus, with Kabbalah, with the, with the Shemus of each month. A lot of stuff that's not our business. But what is our business is, Chiddush number one, we are not celebrating a story that happened thousands of years ago if it has no effect on us. He explains over there what it says in the Zayra Kaddish. The Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, they made Ksharim Ka'elish Layuchlu Yaisir Latseis Misham. They bound us. They enslaved us. They tied us up that we could not get out of there. It wasn't just physical that we were enslaved. We were emotionally addicted. We were emotionally enslaved, tied up. We weren't free. Inside, a person can be physically tied up, but he's still a free thinker to make his own decisions. His nefesh is still free. A person can even be in jail. We all have a hero in our dar, Rubashkin, and, and he was free. He was more free than many of us who are free, physically. 
He was in jail, but he was free. But when they take over our mindset that we can't think freely and we can't behave according to what we would want if we were free, that's what happened in Mitzrayim. They did everything that we should be completely bound to the Sitta Akhra, to the other side, and we couldn't get free. And when that, that was the miracle, that Hashem went ahead, and He was hitir hakshorim me'elyoinim v'tachtoinim v'aisonu hoitzil cheris oilam. Hashem snipped those cords that, that were binding us, and we're going to learn how it affected us then, and how it affected us now, in such mind-blowing, practical, and chidushim, mamish amazing stuff. But that's what happened. Zerah Kaddish says, we were bound and gagged. Physically, emotionally, we, we were not ourselves. That's why Chazal says, Pesach is the first the first holiday. Why? Because as long as you're not free, and you're a Bechina of an Eved, as long as you're not free to behave as you want to behave, and you are enslaved, then you can't have Kabbalah Satayra. There could be no Shavuos. Because Ki Eved Gerua Migoy Gomer. A slave is worse than a guy. If a guy can't accept the Torah, because he's not a Jew, so a Jew who's enslaved, a Jew who's enslaved to whatever, we're going to learn about all the different things that enslave us or our children or people in our lives, he can't accept anything. Just like an eight-year-old can't accept responsibility of an adult, we have a lot of adults that are emotionally like children. And they can't accept responsibility to behave like an adult. The guy can decide he has freedom. He has freedom of choice. He can decide to be a Megayer and be Makabo Mitzvah. But But the one who is enslaved, that he can't make his own decisions, he can't even become a Ger. A person who's a guy who has freedom of his He's way ahead of a Jew, a Yid who's enslaved. A Yid who's enslaved is stuck. And therefore, this is the first Yantif. The first Yantif before Shavuos, before Sukkot, before everything, is man cheiru seinu, the time to become free, to go out of the things that bind us. And then afterwards, now that you're free, you can have the second Yantif of Zman Matan Teresenu to raise yourself to be Makabal the Torah. And then you can have Zman Simchasenu to be happy with our lot, and all of those things that we're going to learn about. So this is the first thing that, that, that we're introducing. That what Pesach is, is not about the past. Now we're going to go to part two to understand what is being enslaved, what was the enslavement in Mitzrayim, and the enslavement that we have in our Dar, and what does it mean to be free. Part two. We have to understand what does it mean to be free. The Shla asks in the Nusach Haggadah, and from these questions, from these four questions, three questions, it's mamish beautiful. We all say this all the time. And, he, and, and when he asks these questions, we realize we have to really concentrate on every word that Chazal say for us. What do we say by the Haggadah? If Hashem did not take our Avesenu, our grand, 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 grandparents, forefathers, out of Egypt... Us and our children and our grandchildren, we would be enslaved. Question number one. Who cares? Who cares that we are not Meshubit to Parim Mitzrayim? We're still Meshubit to Edoim and to all the other nations. 
Who cares? It's not like now Mashiach came and now we're free. So when you're in jail, is it, is it, does it make sense that now you're in jail and you say, I want to celebrate that two years ago somebody rescued me from jail, but now I'm back in jail. So we're in Golos anyway. So why, when, when we're in Golos, are we so excited about the story when Hashem took us out of Golos? We're in Golos anyway. Number two, Kain Tzarech Bir. If Hashem didn't take us out of Mitzrayim, how can that be? There's no such thing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu was maftiach in the Brisbane of Sarim to Avram Avinu that he's going to take us out of Mitzrayim. It says, Good question. So question number one is, why are we so excited that we're out of Mitzrayim? We're anyway enslaved. We're anyway in, in Golos. And question number two is, what do you mean, if God didn't take us out, he had to take us out, he promised. And we would not, even if he didn't take us out at 210 years, he would have had to do it by 400 years. We would not be now in Mitzrayim. And now is the real killer. This is an unbelievable killer question. Why do we start off by saying, We were Avadim. And if Hashem wouldn't have taken us out, it should say, Then we would be Avadim to Pari Mitzrayim. Why do we switch from the word Avadim slaves to the word Mishubadim? What does it mean, Mishubadim? To be enslaved. And this is what's going to open up to understand Mamash on such a deeper level. We were slaves, but if Hashem did not take us out, children, our grandchildren, next level, we would be Meshubed. It doesn't say again, we would still be Avadim, we would be worse, we would be Meshubadim. What is Avadim and what is Meshubadim? That's what we're going to do in the next part. So far we spoke about the fact of Zman Khir Hussein, what Pesach is, that it's not a time that we were freed 2,000 years ago. It's a time something is happening now. Just like Zman Sim Khaseinu doesn't mean a time that we were once happy. It means a time to be happy. Zman Khir Hussainu, which is the essence of the day. Chazal, that's how they define the whole Yantif in a couple of words. What is it? It's Zman Khir Hussainu. It means we're getting free now. And then we spoke about the three kashas from the Shla. The Shla Kodesh says, why are we saying so excited that, that, oh, Hashem took us out. Big deal, we're in Golos anyway. And we're going to understand the difference now in a deep way. Number two, that, um, what do you mean, if Hashem didn't, he had to, he promised he was going to do it. And number three, how come it starts off calling us Avadim, Avadim, Mitzrayim. And then we say, if Hashem wouldn't have taken us out of Mitzrayim, then us and our children, our grandchildren, Avadim, we would be Avadim. No, it says, Mishubadim, what does it mean? Yeshlavar. The main focus of what the problem was of the Golos of Mitzrayim, was that we were Meshubed. What does it mean? Meaning, We were enslaved, we were bound internally with our entire essence. They got to us in such a way that we didn't even have freedom of spirit. We didn't even have freedom of our mind to, to realize and to recognize and, and that, that we're enslaved and to cry. And we see this all the time with addicts. 
We see people that they get addicted and they say, oh, I really want to change, I really want to change. And they can become so addicted that they lose the, the rutsin inside of them that I, I need to change, I need to get out of my matzav. And that's why he says, what was Mitzrayim called? Beis Avadim. What is it called, the place that they manufacture glass? Base, I don't know what's called, the house of glass. That's called a place, it was not just a base of Adam, a place where, where slaves were held. They were a professional, a professional, not, not, not like by Hitler where they killed us. No, they knew how to turn us. They were a place, a manufacturing plant that turned free-thinking Anashim, free-thinking people, into Avadim. That's what the Mashmois, the essence of the meaning of an Evid, is that he, he loses his own, his identity. Like Hazal say, that we were like a uber we were like a, a, a fetus in the mother's stomach. That goes wherever, it has no choice. What, what are you eating for breakfast, lunch and supper? Fetus, whatever mommy sends down. It goes wherever it goes. We were totally... We, we couldn't do anything ourselves. We had no mitzios. We had no individualism. We had no flag. We had no, nothing about us was ourselves. We were completely gobbled up internally in, in our mother's being. With our spirit and our, our bodies. And actually, I wanted to say, Chiddush, that we know that no slave ever escaped Mitzrayim. So what does it mean? That they had the best security perimeter? More than any jail? You could pick the maximum security jail in the world. Somebody escaped from there. So how could it be that Mitzrayim, before they had um, all kinds of barbed wire, before they had infrared, and before they had all this kind of structures, right? How could it be that no slave slave ever escaped Mitzrayim? And the answer is, because what they did to people to enslave their minds caused them to not want to run away. They didn't have any guards. They had no guards. They didn't need guards. Because when you can enslave somebody and make them a shubit to you, as we're going to learn about Stockholm Syndrome and all these kind of things that we know are real, then you don't need guards. That's what I think is, is the chap. And that's the difference between Galus Mitzrayim and all the other exiles. All the exiles that B'nai Yisrael, how do you express what happened in the Spanish Inquisition and all the other exiles? It's expressed very simple. The Goyim were stronger than us and they made us miserable. But we were never Meshubit to them. We were never enslaved to them up here in our minds. And the more that they tried to kill us, the more free we were in our minds, the more we hated them, the more that we, we would have escaped in a second from them. We were just, they were stronger than us. So they put us in gas chambers. They were stronger than us. They, they, they herded us in, uh, around and they took us, uh, fine, they made us miserable. Pogroms and everything. True. But they never affected up here. Up here we were Jewish. Up here we were Mayach Yehudi. But in Mitzrayim, we were Goy of Goy. We were a nation that was swallowed up internal. We were inside another nation. Mishubadim Legamri. We were enslaved completely until Ad Shafilu Chilek Hamachshava. Ma Ve'ech Lachshav Gam Kenoi Mishubadim Mitzrayim. Even our thought, our mind, our thought process, how to think, what to think, was all Mishubadim Mitzrayim.
going to bring a proof. What was the beginning of the Gula? It says, What a chiddush he's going to say now. What started the process of Gula was, We moaned. So he says, Why didn't they moan a week before? Why didn't they moan a year before? They just started to moan? Things were getting worse, progressively worse and worse and worse. January 1st, whatever the day was, we moaned. What happened before that? Before that, the enslavement was terrible. You know what he says? We were in so much pain that we couldn't even moan. Pirish, when the time of Geula came, and Hashem said, okay, we're going to start the process of redemption, and we needed to start that by our moaning, Azar lahem HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Hashem helped us sheyuchlu l'chalapachas lehi anach, that at least we can moan and groan. Ach mikaydem, before that, l'yachla afilu lehi anach. We couldn't even moan and groan, we couldn't even za'aka and all the dalad l'shoinus, we couldn't even do it. Why? L'fisha hayim m'shubadim kala l'mitzrayim, we were completely m'shubad, enslaved, indicted. We were totally gone and up here in our mind. We didn't even have a machshava to cry out on the t- tremendous tsar that we had. I remember when guys came to Home Sweet Home. True story. All my stories are true. And they would come in and they had a lot of attitude. And then after a month or two or three, they would open up to me and they would say, I'm miserable. I'm miserable with my life. I hate my life. I hate the way I'm living. I'm such a low life. And I would say, great. Great? I said, yeah, because you're living like this for a few years, and it didn't bother you. Now, it's starting to bother you. Now, you're starting to have your brain back. You're starting to become free. You're starting to realize that there's more to life than the way you were living, and you're not happy, and that's what's going to make you grow. It is uncomfortable. That's the beginning of the growth process, as we learned in the previous year. The growth process is change happens. What does Dave Ramsey say? Change happens when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired. I got to get lose weight. I'm sick and tired. I got to this. I got to that. That doesn't make change. But when you're sick and tired of getting sick and of being sick and tired, or some people will say hitting rock bottom, then that's what makes change happen. So they used to actually come in very numb. They couldn't even cry over their life not being what they wanted it to be. And then they would get a little healthier. They would have a job and they would go out at night and have fun and we had a whole program for them. And then when they started feeling better, they would, re- they would start to cry about their lives. I want to be better. My life is terrible. Chiddush of Nenesi V'Shalom. That Vayonchu started, not because the, the Shibud was bad. It was bad before that. But it was so bad that we couldn't even moan and groan and, and say, get me out of here. Like we learned in the previous year about the guy who falls into the bar Amuk. Kalzman, what is the Lashon of the Nesiv Shalom? Kalzman, Sheshoyman, Oisoy, Tzoyek, Uboyche. As long as you hear the guy screaming, the guy falls into a 50-foot pit. As long as you hear him screaming, you know that he's alive. And Shari Bakara, he remains in his uh, mindset. He knows what's going on. But if you don't hear anything, he's in big trouble. And we added on a third step. We say, don't worry, I'm coming to get you. And he says, me? I'm fine. You people are crazy. It's great down here. That's the worst level. So things were so bad. 
person can go ahead and kick you in the shin and you scream. A truck runs over your leg. Nothing could even come out. No, no moaning, no groaning. It was so bad we couldn't even dive into Hashem. We couldn't put together a sentence. We couldn't formulate a tefillah. We went to the therapist and we, nothing came out. We had no hopes and dreams. We had nothing going on. We were totally enslaved in depth of the gullus of Mitzrayim that they took over, not our bodies. They did, it wasn't about taking away our freedom of movement. It wasn't about physically torturing us. They got into our brains, our mindset. What was the first step of Geula? Was But we couldn't Vayeyonchu, so Hashem, when it came time for the Geula, He began the process by lightening the burden. Lightening the addiction from our mind, so we can at least moan and groan and say, "Ah, this is terrible. I don't want to be like this." Unbelievable chiddush, right? Bomb question of the Nesiva Shalom. Another chiddush. We all know that we felt in the It says the Nesiva Shalom. Why? We don't find that they had xeris against us, like like by uh, communist Russia, like by Hanukkah. Why did we fall in Ruchni? It's just because they enslaved us. Why did why what made us turn to be from Neavra Mitzvah Yaakov, the children of the Shifte Ka, and two hundred and ten years later we are bowing to idols? Why? They never forced us to bow to idols. That wasn't the Shibud. Because the fact, the essence of the Mitzvahs that we were mishubed enslaved completely in our mindset to the Ruach HaMakim, to the atmosphere, Hashafal B'Yaisar B'Aylam, the lowest atmosphere in the world, which was Mitzrayim Ervas Aret, Hafcha Aysa Memeila Liyais Mishukar Memem Tashari We were affected. If you go ahead and take an eight, nine-year-old kid from from Me'yashaarim, and somehow he gets sent to Las Vegas. Nobody's forcing him. The Ruach HaMakim is going to have an effect on him. There's a Ruach HaMakim. There's an atmosphere around us that affects us without Gzeiras Shmad, without communist Russia. We get affected by the air and the atmosphere around us. It affects us as Ivy's Gaishzich, Kristalzich, Yiddishzich. And we see this happening all the time. That it starts off that we find out that there are Goyim that have a, a new kind of craziness, and then a couple of years later, we have, we have Yiddish kids and Yiddish people also who are, are like that. We're affected by our environment. And in Mitzrayim, we were completely affected by the Mitzrayim because we lost our own identity. And that was the goal of Mitzrayim. Losing our own identity. Stockholm Syndrome, according to Wikipedia, in psychology, Stockholm Syndrome is a term used to describe a paradoxical psychological phenomenon wherein hostages express adulation and have positive feelings towards their captors that appear irrational in light of the danger or risk endured by the victims. And you can look at Wikipedia for the rest of it, which I'm not going to read now, but there's a concept that Stockholm Syndrome happens and the person who's held against their will and loses their whole freedom can somehow side on the side of the captives, or feel bad for them. Notable example, 
of Stockholm Syndrome. In 2003, 11-year-old Sean Hornbeck was abducted by Michael Devlin. After four years in captivity, he was miraculously found in Kirkwood, St. Louis, only 50 short miles away from his home. He wasn't even that far. Four years. What was so shocking about this abduction was that the kidnapper frequently left Sean free to move around, around on his own, and yet the boy never tried to escape. In fact, the locals from Kirkwood testified they saw Sean biking around the area on his own, hanging out with friends, which he made during his abduction. And he looked naturally content, so naturally content that they never even suspected that anything was wrong. Why didn't Sean, he was on a bike, his captor went to work, left him alone all day, why didn't he go ahead and use his apparent freedom to escape or at least contact authorities or his parents? And the explanation of this phenomenon is something called slave mentality. The captor, Michael Devlin, somehow managed to penetrate Sean's own mind, and he influenced him into keeping himself into captivity. As long as I am fighting your mind and you want to go free, every second I got to watch you. But if I can get into your mindset to make you want to be captive, to make you want to be stuck, I can go on vacation. This is the same thing with the Sahara. Once slave mentality took over Sean's mindset, he wasn't the same free kid as before, except that he was physically trapped. Rather, his mindset was manipulated to the degree that he was completely lost. He completely lost his own identity and control over who he was. He internally believed that he was trapped, and his own mind became his captor. And that is why he didn't scream, try, or try to escape or call authorities. He was 50 miles away. He could have gone on his bike, call somebody, give me a... Call the police, gone home. Vizesh and Emre Batayra. This is Pshat in the Pasuk. Vigamra Isis Halachatz. Hashem Mitzrayim Loichatzim Oisom. I have seen the Lachatz. We all know what Lachatz is. Pressure. Anxiety. Pressure. Hashem says, I've seen that pressure. That Mitzrayim pressured them. Pressured you. Hainu Loirak Hashibud Gashmi. It wasn't just the physical gashmi stick a problem of being enslaved. It was the, in the mind that we couldn't have any self-control over our machshava, our mindset, and our dibur, our speech. Our complete essence became mishubid, enslaved legami. And about this is what it says, It should have just said, Hashem took us out to freedom, to eternal freedom. We were from inside them. Such a shibud mukhlet, we were in them, we were gobbled up by them, we lost our atzma'ut, our individuality. And what happened that we're celebrating? We will never have, says the Nesiv we will never have another galus like that. It was an eternal salvation of Cheros that we will never have the whole Klal Yisrael completely enslaved in our minds to such a level of Shibud. That will never happen. And now we're going to explain in the next part how that answers a lot of the questions. Part 4. And now we could understand what it says that Maisha Rabbeinu told Hashem. You want me to go to Parai and to speak to Parai? I can't do it. I'm not a man of words. 
Kvad peh, kvad loshon on echi. And he arouse for same. Be'echi yishmei lei parei. Ha'kavona, what does that mean? Lefi she'be'eis. Shaho yuklal yisol mishubadam lepari b'mitzrayim lo'yho yulohem klal b'chinaz dibur. Because the nation of klal yisol did not have ability to speak. And even in the beginning of the redemption process, until we were redeemed, the big Kiddush, Zaira Kaddish says, that the four Lashonis of Anocha, that was the beginning of the process, we screamed, was all Anocha Beli Dibur. There were no words. There were four different types of moaning and groaning. We still, during the process, could not put together a sentence. Why? Our Dibur was in Golas. That's how bad the enslavement was. Couldn't even put together a sentence. Save me. Get me out of here. Please, Hashem, please take me out of here. I can't take it anymore. We were so enslaved, we couldn't even pray. What is the difference between us and all the animals? The difference is that we can talk, we have speech, we can express ourselves. But after we didn't have that we didn't have the ability to control our speech. Therefore, because we lost our we couldn't even pray. Only to moan and groan. It came to Shemana Esrei and everybody just... Again, it was a release because before that we couldn't even do that. Hashem made it easy. Without Tata, that's Dibur. We didn't have Dibur. So listen to this. If Klal Yisrael doesn't have the Bechin of Dibur, then the Kayach of the Tzadik, the Kayach of the Manik comes from the people. So Moshe Rabbeinu had no Kayach of Dibur. Kevin Shem Moshe Rabbeinu Allah V'Shalom Hayakol Kol Nishmas Yisrael. The koyach, the energy, the power of the tzaddikim comes from the people. He didn't have speech because we didn't have speech. Our enslavement was so bad that we couldn't talk. So Moshe Rabbeinu, I can't talk because as as Mitzrayim, when we left Egypt, Yatsu Bnei Yisrael Mishibud Legula Lecheres Oylam. We went Mishibud Legula Lecheres Oylam to eternal freedom. But as Kibble Michadash as Kaya Chadibur, we received renewed the ability to speak, like it says in the Sfarim Akdashim, that that's the celebration celebration of Pesach. Neitrikin Pesach. Why Pesach? What's Pesach? That Peh means we can speak, our mouths can speak. What does it do with Pesach? Pesach, he skipped over us, carbon Pesach. Pesach, yeah, that's the whole essence of the holiday. We were mutes before, we were cows, we couldn't express ourselves, we had no Bechina of Dibor. Came Pesach, we were able to speak. That we left being enslaved in Iftach PM, Ludaber, our mouths open to be able to speak. And then, then Moshe Rabbeinu received the Kayachadibur, Kedachsib, Kabbalah, Satayra, Moshe Yedaber. 
Why? Because then he was able to speak. I can't say this on, on thing. Well, he doesn't shut up for a minute. What do you mean? He can't speak, can't speak. All of a sudden, you look at the whole tire, kala tire, kulavi. What happened? I thought, like, Yishtabar Manaychi. Shadibris kala tire, Yisrael. V'loi matzinu yaisa shayi kvad pek valoshin. What happened? Ki kalza ha yirak hashi yisrael haim shubadim. When the whole kala yisrael lost the kaya chadibur, we were mishubad enslaved to Mitzrayim. Shloi ha yilam b'chinaz dibur. Then Moshe Rabbeinu leishtabar manaychi. Because the power of the tzadah comes from, or the manig, the tzadah comes from the, comes from the people. And that's why he couldn't talk. But afterwards, when we got free Pesach, all of a sudden, they he had no problem in speaking. Now we're going to answer a lot of other stuff in part five. Part five, and now we could understand what we say in the Haggadah. Therefore, we're going to be really super praising Hashem. He took us out, from being enslaved to Cheres to be free. from sadness, l'simcha, to happiness. The that in the Golis Mitzrayim, there were many different concepts, many layers. And not everybody in, in Klal Yisrael had the same type of Golis. There were people who were just simply working the physical hard labor, and they, for them, we say, there was a geula me'avdus l'cheres. They were, they, they, they were just working, you know, plug in with the, that stuff. There were others that didn't have to work so hard. They were managers or they were supervisors. Then you had Shevet Levi. They didn't work physically, but they had yagoin va'afela. They had terrible depression. How do you say yagoin? Sorrow, pain, and darkness. Everybody had Shibud. Everybody says, oh, Shevet Levi, they didn't have a problem with Mitzrayim. They had Shibud. And they were all Meshubat Tachas Klipas Mitzrayim. And that is the Ikka Geulas Mitzrayim. Mishibud Legeula, page 6. Mishibud Legeula. That's what it says at the end. Yes, we didn't have to work so hard. We went from Yagoing to Simcha. We went to Eva, Leontif, Mefela, from darkness to to a great light. That was for everybody. From being enslaved, where? Again, where were we enslaved? In our minds. To Geula, meaning that we became, we had, we, we once again got back the ability to think like a free person, to make decisions, to have a Kayach Abchira. Going back to the beginning, he said that Chazal, when they defined every Yantif, they gave it a, a quick name. Really, that's not really the name it should be. It's part of it. A lot more happened than we went free. No, he's saying that's everything. Shakol Yisrael Yatsu Vinishtach Ruboy, Mishibar Aklipa Hakosha Shomutsayim Lecherus Oilam. Gans Klaiso went out from that terrible Shibar Aklipa and we went Lecherus Oilam. It's not even talking about that we were physically free. We could have been celebrating now, going Mishibar Lugula and still been remained in Mitzrayim. The fact that we physically went out of Mitzrayim was a different thing, which we don't celebrate. Why? Because that was one of the questions which we're going to get to soon. I'm just skipping to that. One of his questions was, why, why are we so excited that we're out of Golis? We're in Golis now. Somebody can, can say, Rubashkin can celebrate. 
that he's out of jail. But somebody who gets out of jail and then he gets put back in jail, so he's going to in jail celebrate the time that I went and I was free, you're back in jail. Teretz is that we're back in physical jail. But that level of addiction, of enslavement, that we lost our atzmaus completely, that we had a Mitzrayim, that's Mishibu Lugaula. Being enslaved is not being able to have freedom of choice. Being addicted, becoming like a behema. Losing our, our manhood, our manhood meaning what makes us a man, a human, our humanness. What's the difference between a, a person and a cow? The cow sees something at once, it takes it. A person could decide, yes, no, it's good for me, it's not good for me. You could say, you know, I want to do this now, and then I want to stop, and then I want to go. And losing self-control is losing your, your, whole, your whole self. Losing self-control, you lost control of yourself. That's the, the Shibud Liga'ula. Now we can understand such a beautiful thing he says. So beautiful. Vavarti Beretz Mitzrayim. Hashem says, I will go to Teretz Mitzrayim. We all say this all the time. Me, Hashem says, me, not an angel, not a saraf. How do you say a saraf? A different type of angel. And not a shliach. I can't send a shliach, means Moshe Rabbeinu. No. And me, Hashem, bechvoidi uvaatzmi, I alone are going to rescue you. Frek to Nesiv I love, one of the things I love most about Nesiv he asks a question that a fourth grader could ask. He asks a simple question that I said, why didn't I ever ask this? And he makes sense out of every little question. He says, who cares? Does it really matter if we were freed by Hashem or if he would have sent us the limo to pick us up from jail? Do we really care? First of all, what's the difference? We were enslaved, we were in Mitzrayim, and we got free. What do you make such a big deal? If, if you would have sent us a Malach to free us, would it be a problem? We, we would be just as happy, we would have the same story, no? And in fact, he says, the first nine Makkas were done by Moshe and Aaron. Why all of a sudden now, by, by Makkas Bechayris, by Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, I got to do this myself, and, and we're making a big deal out of it. Why? What's going on? We're going to explain this according to what we said before. Yisrael Hayumishubadim Sham Legamri. We were internally enslaved in our mind to the mindset of Mitzrayim. Like we said, an eight, nine-year-old kid from Meisha Aram that you sent to Amsterdam or to Vegas to grow up over there in a casino, his mindset is altered. Our DNA was altered. Our Yiddish Eidala mindset was altered. Isn't that beautiful? The Malach, yeah, he could have taken us out physically, but he couldn't take out our nefesh ruach and ushama that was meshubed legami lekipas mitzrayim. He says, you find by light. Light, they sent angels. The angels pulled him out of, out of, out of uh, stoyim. Angels could have picked us up. Not a problem. God, I wanted to say that maybe, I don't know, it's my own chiddush and my own thinking, that you see that the angels took light out of stoyim. But they didn't take the stoyim out of light. He didn't go back to Avraham Avinu and do tshuva. He still was affected by stoim. He just was physically taken out. That's what would have happened to us. 
Our brains were mitzvah fried. That's mine. That's mine. TM, trademark on that. And I write about this, by the way, I'm doing a plug because I make a dollar for each book sale, but if you buy GPS, there's a whole section based on this Nesiva Shalom, and it's for teens of all ages with pictures and explains it very nicely. We were mitzvah fried. God forbid, like a heroin addict. There's, no, there's nobody with whom to talk to. You're not dealing with a brain. We were mitzvah fried by them. And that was the problem. So yes, Hashem could have taken us out of Mitzrayim, but He needed to take Mitzrayim out of us. And that Hashem, only Hashem Himself could have done. Because Malachim could only transport. They could only be the transport physically, but not the Shibu that we had that we explained before. That we lost our entire identity. We lost our entire value system of what it means to be a Yid. We lost everything, almost everything. So that... Only Hashem was able to snip away that part of the addiction that was wrapping around our inner mindset that we shouldn't think like an Egyptian anymore. We shouldn't walk like an Egyptian. We shouldn't talk like an Egyptian. We shouldn't think like an Egyptian. person goes and goes for a long time. We lose our Eidel Yiddish pure mindset. Right? I always think that by the words, we can ask Hashem, help us that our entire should only be but yet we get affected. We get affected by things we see, by things we hear, by the atmosphere. And that's what happened. We were 100% infected, affected and infected, and our minds were mitzvah fried. That was the Yitzhiya that, that happened over there to Gans Klal Yisrael. And that's what we are going to experience. We're going to do it in the, the final uh, chapter for part one of today. And the Shama. We lost our entire being. We didn't think like a Jew. That's what needed to be rescued? Oh, that for that you need a Chazigad. El Alirmois, to be Meramis to us, doesn't mean that Hashem has two different hands. It's all for us to understand. Yitzia kazu, such a yitzia, such a rescue. Lenatek es hanefesh roch and neshama mekavle hashibut shihit tzricha lebchinas chayzegad. Yeah, it's one thing to go rescue somebody. He got abducted and he says, come pick me up in the corner. You pick up your car and he jumps in. But someone who's addicted and his mindset is addicted, he's messed up in his head, to save that person and bring him to freedom takes a chayzeg yad. And the tefillin that we, that we put on. We're expressing our shibud to God. That is the response. Took us out of Mitzrayim, where we were enslaved in Gansen completely to Parai. Our tshuva, our answer to that is when we go ahead and we choose to enslave ourselves with our entire muhus to Hashem. Now, we're going to end just with understanding for the men who put on tefillin. Women have other things that enslave them, like cleaning for Pesach. You know. But for the men, we have to remember these words because there's a war over us. The war is not physical. We can move and do what we want. We can do, learn as much as we want. There's a war inside of us. So when we put on the tefillin, we have to really think. I was once a slave to Parim Mitzrayim. I couldn't even talk. I couldn't even speak. I couldn't think like a Jew. Now, Baruch Hashem, you, Hashem, took us out. The fight of Atzma, you made me free. I was once a free-thinking, naive boy. But we do get affected by everything around us. Please, I want to be mishabed, my heart and my mind, to you. To you, meaning to what you want, to your Ratzon Hashem. A lot of times, 
people do things that Sadiqim say, you shouldn't do it. And they say, where does it say? It's not about mitzvah navera. It's about feeling that I'm, I'm carrying on my life according to the shibud that I put on myself to do the ratz and Hashem, to figure out what God really wants and to say, is this, is this really what Hashem wants? Could be it's not navera. Could be it's a, it's fine. But deep shibud means to figure out what the, what the master really wants from us and to live that way through and through and through as much as we can. For us, it's a struggle. That's what it is. And that's what Pesach is. It's a zman, chayrusenu, a time where every year we have a little chance to get freed from all the, what's the word? Garbage. There's another word. I don't want to say it. All the stuff that's in here that, that just comes from the airwaves, you know, just from existing. It gets, it ties us up. It takes away our atzma'ut, our freedom, our independence. That's what's happening on Pesach. Big night, big night. And now we could understand the kasha we asked before. We said, If Hashem wouldn't have taken us out of Mitzrayim, so we asked what he means. Not true. He promised to take us out. I got chills from that. In every word. If Hashem would have sent a malach, right, then we still would have been mishubed. Yes, he would have been yaitza what he told of Ramavinu, I'm going to take them out of there. But we would be thinking, Anu vanenu, vanenu, would have been mishubadim lepari b'mitzrayim, even a thousand years later, we would be thinking like an Egyptian. We'd be thinking like a guy, because they got it to our mindset. So it, it could have said, Ilu loy hoitzianu, right? It doesn't say that. Ilu loy hoitzia kodesh baruchu dafka, bechvaydoi vaatzmoi, elohayu moitziam al yidei malach sarif ashliach, hari onu vonenu vnei vonenu mishubadim oyinu ad hayoim lepari b'mitzrayim. We would not have been avodim. That's the other kash of the shla. Why do we start off saying Avadim, We were slaves, and if Hashem didn't take us out, Mishubadim, it should say again. And if they didn't take us out, we would still be slaves. No, we wouldn't have been slaves because we would have had to come out. But we would have been enslaved in our Nefesh Ruach Neshama. Gorgeous, every word. He's answering every Kasha the Shla. We would have gotten out physically. Even if we physically would have been free to walk around, but we would have been remained mishubed to the klipa of Paray. Beautiful. Wow. So now we understand all of the kashas that he that he said with a bunch of chedushim of what different of what things mean. All of a sudden we realize, wow, and what's the difference between avadim and at the end mushubadim? Now we we understand that as well. Now we can understand what we say before we put on tefillin. Kadoshli kol b'chor v'hayu la'ois al yotcha u'leteitovas beni necha kivichayzik yadetzianu Hashem mitzrayim. That this this um, tefillin that we put on is a ice is a sign over here on our arm, and it's a teitafos whatever that means right between our eyes. Because with a strong hand, what in the world does tefillin have to do with chayzigad? You ever think about that? 
He says, you know why? Inyan tefillin, the whole concept of tefillin is koyach hanegdi l'shibud mitzrayim. It is, how do you say koyach hanegdi? The opposite. It's more than that. It's like the antithesis of what mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was making us mishubit to them. Tefillin is where we wrap ourselves to become mishubit to Hashem. And Hashem, you commanded us to put this on our yad. She connected our leave. Lishabed, look at that word. Lishabed bozet tavis amachshavais libenu laavaydasa yisbarach shemay. Why lishabed tav shibud? Yeah, you commanded us that our leave should be mishubed to you. And alaroish connected amoyach on our head connected uh, uh, on our head connected near our machshava. Shanashama shabamaychi our neshama in our Mind, with the rest of my chushim, my senses, and my energy, kulum you, mishubadim, That's the connection. We were mishubad to parai. Hashem gave us tefillin. He set us free to be mishabed ourselves to Him. He gave us the freedom to choose to be free, to choose to decide, I want to be mishabed my. My, my lev and my machshava to Hashem, to be a yid. In order to do that, you need to be free. If you don't have a mind, you can't be a yid. If you don't have your own mind, if you're chasing, you're running away from your demons, and, 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 and you're scared, and you have anxieties, and you have addictions, you have no, your mind is not free to make the conscious decision to have freedom of bechira, freedom of choice, to choose God. And he says even more. You could have a yid, he does everything. He serves God, does all the mitzvahs. But he's not, he's not mishubed, he's not enslaved to Hashem. He's, he's not there. He does it. He goes and he pushes himself, he does it. But he's not enslaved with his, all his ruach, nefesh, and neshama, enslaved to the Ratzin Hashem. But through the tefillin, Hashem makes us become a shubid to Hashem. Like we said, when we defined the shibud of Mitzrayim, we understood that it wasn't just that they held us down. We weren't just stuck physically. But we became uber b'mei imoy. We became like a fetus in a mother's womb that has no mitzios atzmis. That's what we're supposed to work to. As a real yid, is to be mavatal ourselves so hard. Not just by doing the mitzvahs. It's, it's more than that. It's doing the mitzvahs brings us that. Connects us to Hashem. But we're supposed to be mavatal ourselves on that level that I have no atzmos. I have no identity other than I'm a servant of Hashem. I do what Hashem wants, and I feel, and that's how you look at the tzaddikim, that's what they are. It's not just what they do. Of course, they're learning, and they're davening, and they're doing mitzvahs, and they're not doing averis, of course. But they're, they are mishubit, they are enslaving themselves. I work for Hashem. comes to such a point that, they're through and through, they are godly. They, they train their entire being, not just you know to do the right thing, but to be the right thing. And maybe that's how Avraham Avinu, who was the highest level, I'm just thinking now, maybe a Chiddush, he was Mekayim Kolotai without being commanded. 
Because once your whole body is, is in tune with Ratz and Hashem, you're completely enslaved but Ruach, Nefesh, and Neshama, just like we were in Mitzrayim, and we, we ended up being on Memtashari Tuma. So if you enslave yourself through and through and through, then you could end up being a Mem Tess or Nun Shari Kedusha. That was another question he asked before. You missed that part. He said, we all know that we fell in Mitzrayim to Mem Tashari Tuma. Why? Why? Because they enslaved us? Well, you know any Jews that when the Goyim beat us up that we lose Madragas of Kedusha? No, we would, we would get even stronger. There were no Xeris against us. It wasn't like the Xeris Shmad or the, the, the Spanish Inquisition. They never said, we're going to kill you unless you Shmad. It wasn't Communist Russia. It wasn't by Hanukkah. None of that stuff. None of that stuff was happening. So why did we fall? So that's what he explains. He explains that we were We were completely in our mindset, mitzvah fried, and that's why we automatically ended up thinking and feeling like a mitzri. We automatically ended up on the Mem Shari about to go into Sharnun. But if you can fry your brain the other way, if you can be mishabed your senses, your kaychis, which is through the tefillin, that our our lev should be mishabed, our taivas and machshavis, lubein alamidasi is baruch shemai, and a reish keneged amayach, shen neshama shavamayichai, that we should be mishubadim, which is what we're trying to do. Tzadikim were able to do it, through and through. And there's so many stories of them that even in their, they, they weren't even in their sleep or during an operation or during a coma. They just, I just heard a wonderful story of a kid who was a tzaddik. He woke up after like a 16-hour surgery. And the first thing he said was, was that I miss Mincha. He's meshubed l'gamir l'ashem izbarach. And now we're going to understand on a deeper level. Hashem himself took us out from the Klippa of Mitzrayim that was being enslaving us to our core. In order that we can be able to be free, to choose to enslave ourselves to the Ratzon Hashem, to be servants of Hashem. We can't be servants of Hashem as long as we are enslaved. Such a cute question. Such a simple question. Hashem took us out with a strong arm. It's a serious question. What was wrong with Hashem's regular hand? Why did Hashem need, so to speak, a a super strong hand? And the answer is very simple. Of course, it's all about us understanding the chesaron was in us. It's being miramis to us. A yitzia kazu, this type of salvation, of taking us out, an extraction, to go ahead to a jail when a guy is breaking out and you go pick him up, that's a yad. But when the guy's in the jail and he doesn't have any will or desire to free himself anymore, he reached bechina of yush. That takes a chayzik yad. You have to go in and you have to pull him out. And that's why it says chayzik yad. Again, it doesn't, these are all things for us to understand. There was a chesaron by us that we needed more because we were so broken. Tefillin, as we said, is the shibud, is the giving ourselves over to be an evid to Hashem. 
That is the response to the Shibu Mitzrayim. And again, it's L'schos, Rufu Shalema, of several people that asked, especially we have to have in mind, Reb Zechariah, Shimon, Akayin, Ben, Cyril, for Rufu Shalema. Behine Ka'amur, Zman Cheruseinu, Ein Mashmoi Zechiru, Lamasha Hoyabavar, Elenitzchius. Like we said in the beginning, remember the beginning? Zman Cheruseinu, a time of freedom, is not talking about that we were once freed at this time. It's not something to just remember that happened thousands of years ago. It's happening now. It's eternal. These are the days to break free, or at least a little bit to break free. Another beautiful gedank, another beautiful awareness of the Nesiv Shalom on a beautiful Chazal. We don't find this by anything else. In every generation, you have to realize your chayev to look at yourself as if you went out of Mitzrayim. It doesn't say you have to remember anything else. But over here, now we understand. The chayev is on these days of Pesach to realize these are days of redemption. These are days to pull ourselves away at least a little bit from the binds that bind us. This is the Indian of the eternal time of Cheirus of being free. Yeah, you can come and you can have a seat. It's the Zman Cheiruseinu, the Yitziah from Shibud to redemption. It is for every single person. And he's going to explain why. Before he explains why, let's understand. The Torah gives us a lot of vitamins. But we don't see the vitamins. We don't feel the vitamins. But the tzaddikim did. The more that we can get out and break out of Olam Hazer, of our living like a behemah, we need to eat, we need to sleep, we need to have clothing. It's true. But if that, that consumes us, then we don't feel. But it's real. There are people who are depressed and they say, this doesn't do anything for me. But the tzaddikim who were depressed, when it came to a Shabbos, and they understood and they felt what Shabbos is, came to a yontif and they understood, they really felt it. It's not the Torah's fault that we're not feeling it. It's part of the galos. It's hard to feel. We have to really tap into it. We have to really learn pieces like this in Siva Shalom that really open up an awareness of what is happening now. There are times that a person feels very alone and very depressed. Remember COVID, there were people that had a Pesach Seder by themselves, Hashem Yerachim, three days. There were people who put pictures of their families around their table because they were all alone. And tzaddikim wouldn't feel that way. There were, there were so many stories of tzaddikim that they were alone and they said, I'm not alone, I'm with Hashem. They really felt this. They felt the gu'ula. They felt the getting, breaking out of things that they were stuck. They felt Kabbal Satayra on, on Shavuos by night. They felt they felt, they felt the Torah is full of opportunities to feel Purim, Hanukkah, Shabbos. I wrote a whole book, CPR, and I'm plugging it because it's so important to understand what Shabbos is. And if you learn CPR, you realize that we don't know what Shabbos is unless we learn about it. And it's so not what it seems like. It's not a day of rest. Hashem didn't say, I'm so concerned about my people working so hard. I want to give them a day to sleep 20 hours and to eat delicious food. That's totally not Ruchnius. That's not what it is. We have to learn about it. And with, therefore, we have to tap in 
to all of the ruach, the spirit of every holiday, to get a little bit of the vitamin that Hashem is giving us. Now, this Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that we saw, whole Klal Yisrael, completely going from Shibud Muchlet, complete Shibud, to complete freedom of their, of their tormentors. They saw them dead by Kriyas Yamsuf. It happens for every single person. Now, how is it Negea to every single person? Everybody sins. But there are people who sin because the Yitzhahara caused them to stumble. But the Yitzhahara wasn't mishabed them, didn't enslave them. They're not addicted. Let's just talk about a, an example. A person can have an Avera, he's machshil, he, he falls, he stumbles on his phone. But then there's another person who becomes addicted. A person can, can, can do bad things. He's good, and he does bad things. But he himself internally is all for Hashem. But he fell. That's what the Yitzhahara's job is. He's doing a good job. But then you have people that they fall so many times that it doesn't require a full attack on our being to get us to stumble because we already are, are, are stumbled. We're a gefalana. Internally, we're still good. But on the external levels, there's no big war happening to get us to do that Avera because it's already Avar Vishana, Nasa, like Keheter. I have a cute vart, my own vart. I don't know if it's true. It's in my Sefer Nesive Emes. Avar Vishana, Nasa, like Keheter. What do we call something that's bound? It's Asur. It's bound. That's how we call it. Isru Chag, Ba'avoisim. Something that's unbound is a lashon of mutar. It is unbound. Avar v'shana, when we sin again and again and again, nasa loy, the person himself becomes keheter, like an unbound person. So a person can sin. That's, that doesn't define him. He's not addicted. He fell. He's going to fall. People fall. But a person can go ahead and fall so many times that it's, there's no war going on anymore. Yehudi who be'etzem meshubed l'Hashem is baruch. Hayid is be'etzem internally meshubed, enslaved, a slave to Hashem. That's who we are. V'muchoyte ene ele mikre. Why does a person sin? It's a mikre. It's a happenstance. It happens, like the T-shirt. Sin happens. It's a different T-shirt. Similar. Ele mikre. It's a mikre. Mach mashechshi liyitzray. Aval ene meshubed l'koyches asita achra. But he's not meshubed, he's not addicted, he's not connected in such a deep level to the sitra achra. Listen to the words in the Siva Shalom, it's so negative to us. There are times that a person could feel that in a certain specific Indian, that when it comes to this Indian, right, it's not affecting my Birch Samazan, let's say, it's not affecting this, whatever, it's in a certain Indian, that he feels like I changed, I I internally changed, I am a shubit to this ra. I am totally enslaved to it. When it comes to this prat, it's not just a taiva that I want to do it. He's completely addicted to it. Addicted. Addiction. Therefore, says in the Shalom, there are certain things, certain in Yonim, that as many times as we're makabal on ourselves, to stop doing it, it doesn't help. 
We keep on stumbling and we keep on falling. Why? Because it's not a regular hiskabras yetsa haraba alma. It's not a regular hiskabras attack being overpowered by the Yitzhahara, Elohu hafach liyos meshubat lagami be'inyin zeh, atshe'en ishalat alatzmei klali natek me'ra. On the contrary, we become so connected to that thing, the Yitzhahara can go on vacation about this Havera. We have no control over ourselves to pull ourselves out of evil. At that point, we need an extraction. Our main, our mainframe, our main brain, our motherboard has been taken over. If you do a, a scan of our brain, instead of seeing a holy, regular Yiddish brain that also ha- can fall and will fall and pick ourselves up, now we see part of our brain turns red. Part of our brain is turning. Part of our thought process is now thinking like a guy. Part of our thought process is damaged. And there are many things that are mishabed a person that enslave us and tie us down. Like a person has natural tendencies to bad, has trunas nafesh that Hashem gave him. He's so stuck in these things that he, he doesn't he doesn't have the the ability to be a free person when it comes to that. If it's kina. Some people are so jealous that they can't even fight. When it comes to that thing and they get jealous, it's not even a fight. It's like not even fear. It's not even the Yitzhahara. So a person who's not jealous by nature and, he's, and, he, and he controls himself, once in a while he falls down in, in jealousy. But that's not who he is. So he picks himself up. But another person becomes a jealous person. A taiva. person could have a taiva for something, but... Because we have a nefesh bahamis, we have desires, we have wants, and he falls. But then you have a person who falls so many times that he, that's who he is. That's his lifestyle. His lifestyle became what the Eitzahara originally had to fight for. But now that's just who he is. There's no fight anymore. I becovered, especially by older people. They become so hungry for honor that it's not that he's a really humble person and I don't want honor. And then, okay, there was a big taiva to have honor and I enjoy it. And, and it happened. A person can become a bal taiva or a bal covet, running after covet. And it's so much a part of him that he can't extricate himself anymore. There's no war actually happening. It's a hard, like I said, he's on vacation already because he's not trying to convince us to be bad. We ourselves, our internal, not, not the essence. The essence is good. The, the, outer of the essence, but inside of our brains, right? Our emotions, our we're out of control. We're working for him now. So many in Yonim, so many things that are mashabit a person. The imbihiluch It could be the way that we're thinking, thought process, that we become mashubid. The kailit hilche zarim she'enim shaloi. A person can be kailit, he can he can acquire and it kind of like like a magnet, like it becomes inside of him. Let's say a person watches a lot of certain type of television, a certain type of shows. He's going to start to think like them. And these are machshavas zarim. These are strange machshavas that are not the pure erlach yiddish machshavas. It's not the pure thought process. The pure Jewish mindset is a certain way. Let's say by dressing. We're not talking about tznius for women. We're talking about tznius for men and women. A, a yiddish mindset is to dress tsanua, is to dress Edel. You can be, you can dress in a way that is showy and, and the exact opposite, but you didn't go against any halacha. 
We get this from somewhere. Where do we get this from? It's strange thoughts that take over our mindset. Now I want it. And we can lose our Yiddish thought process, our essential Yiddish thought process, or it could be a person can get Meshubah to the Sviva. As we know, the Rambam says that a person becomes like the place that he lives. We can live in a certain neighborhood and all of a sudden you look 10 years later and the person is very showy or the person is very this or very that or much lower. A person can move to a place where they're lower level of Yiddishkeit and that affects him. We get affected by a lot of things. Or a person can come and slave to his household. Or other conditions and situations that a person ends up being mishubid, enslaved to that thing. What is the bottom line with all of them? He's mishubid to pari mitzrayim shavishaklipa. The root of Klippa. He's Meshubit. He's Meshubit. He's not the regular naive yeshiva bacher or yeshiva girl who then does occasionally bad things, but my, my system is clean and I, I get forgiveness for those things and I clean myself. We become internally damaged. And that is the tefillah. That is the tefillah of David HaMelech. David HaMelech went through everything. And, and every person can find himself in the tefillahs of David HaMelech. And he says, nafshi. Take me out, release me from the binds of my soul. He's talking about that his soul was enslaved. He's not talking about physical enslavement. He wasn't in jail, where, which restricted his physical movement. You know what was restricted? His spirit, his mindset. That's what he said. He said, I feel like I'm being bound. Why am I not better? Why am I not holier? Why am I not closer to you? Why I'm, I'm bound. I'm being held down by so much. There is a binding, like imagine chains, that holds somebody down around the Midas of our mindset. And there's a masker on Midas Halev. A person could also have that he's trapped in his feelings. And a person could have, as we spoke in the previous Shiurim, a person could be so trapped and under so much garbage that he can't even... He can't even enjoy a tefillah. He can't even ask Hashem, please, he can't even express himself anymore. We all remember the good times in yeshiva, times that we were younger, and when we went through difficulties, we cried out to Hashem. A person later on can get so mishubed, he's not crying out to Hashem anymore. It's so sad. Tell us, all the days of a poor person are bad, even Shabbos and Yantif, which are supposed to be good, but they're bad. And we know that ain't ani el badas. It doesn't just mean a financially poor person that can't enjoy a Shabbos and a Yantif, Yayin and Basar. No, it means ani badas, 
poor in our mind, poor in our heart, poor in our Yiddishkeit, in our Sheifis. And we can become so poor that even on a derhoibina time, like a Shabbos and a Yantav, that's supposed to elevate us and lift us up. Even in the good days, and the holy days, we're still trapped. We're still trapped. I met a guy, we're going back 20 years ago, when the internet just came out. And he was a regular guy, I would say better than a regular guy. He davened beautifully. He learned beautifully. He was very erlich. And he opened up to me, I don't know why. He told me that he got into the computer, he got into the internet, and he got into the certain places, and he said, it's destroying my life. He would stay up all night, because the Yitzhahara doesn't just want you to sin, he wants to destroy you completely. He couldn't enjoy Eilam anymore. He wasn't sleeping enough, he was irritable, it affected, of course, his Shalom bias. it affected raising his kids. He got fired from his job because he couldn't concentrate this Yetzirah of this thing, he was so mashubah to it. It wasn't that he fell and he, and, and he did, and he did um, the papers are over there. He, it wasn't that he fell and he did a mistake. He was a gefalana. That was his level every night from 10 o'clock at night till 5 a.m. That's what he did till, till he plotzed. His arms were hurting him. His elbows were hurting him from the mouse, from this. From the, he was totally mashugah. And this is somebody well-respected. It could happen to anybody. He was so enslaved that he, he couldn't daven well. He couldn't pull himself out of it. He was so addicted. Even in the good days, Hashem gives us good days that we're supposed to feel closer to Him. A Chanukah, a Purim, a Pesach, a Shavuos, a Sfira, So many good days that if we're, that if we're healthy, we can steig. But we become so unhealthy because of so much ra that infiltrated our minds. That we can't even enjoy them. Call you may oni rama feel shabbos and that's the tefillah of Azaz Palo. That's what David said. Please release my nefesh mishibud lecherus from being enslaved to being free. You want to know what really is going on over here on this day? Why are we celebrating? Because we're celebrating a time that the entire Klal Yisrael was to go out of an Egyptian mindset to be freed from the Egyptian mindset, to become clean, to become free, to be able to choose Hashem. And as soon as we were able to, as soon as Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, after we saw the Mitzrayim dead, and, and it was over, and as soon as Hashem took us out, as we just said beautifully, which meant that He took us out not just physically, but He took out our, our nefesh, ruach, and neshama, all the after effects of the Shibud Mitzrayim, seven weeks later, we went up, 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 up to Kabbalah Satera. In order to go up, we need to first be released. Released from the things that are holding us down. And that's what happens every single year, but only if we tap into it. And we're not going to see it happen to the whole Kali Yisrael. We're not going to see it happen to us entirely. But when it happens to the whole Kali Yisrael entirely, that means that this Kaych is in these days for us a little bit. This is our chance. This is the main thing of it. It's eternal kanisker. This yontif is mesugel, is set up, is special. To pull our nefesh out 
of the grind and the grime of our daily galus. To take a Jew out of the lachatz, the anxiety of the shibud, the pressure of the shibud that we are under day and night. And to become free. To get us out of everything that's pulling us down. To redemption and to freedom. And it's so sad to me. I grew up from, and I grew up in a Jewish household, and I went to yeshiva, and I never knew. I thought that Pesach is a time, like uh, like the movie, The Ten Commandments. We were celebrating something that happened 2,000 years ago. I didn't realize this is our chance of the year to break free, to get to get healthier internally, to be more Jewish in our mindset, to break free from those things, and, and to change ourselves so that way after Pesach we're different. Maybe we'll fall, but we're not remaining down there. Maybe we'll fall. In order to fall, we have to be high. We're going to be high. We're going to be restored. And we're going to say, no, those things that pulled me down and I was stuck with, I'm not doing that anymore. Delete, 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 delete. If we fall, we fall, but we're not down there. That's not our life. We want to be higher up. That is what the Yantif of Pesach is really all about. A time to attain a freedom of spirit that we cannot get the rest of the year. And that's the same spirit that we said before. After seven weeks, we had Kabbalah Satera. After seven weeks of Pesach, on our little growth, whatever we can grab, that's the amount that we're going to be Zaycha Shavuos to Kabbalah Satera. We also have seven weeks later Kabbalah Satera. We're not going to feel 100% free, but we can get 10% free, 20% free. And on that, we can have a Kabbalah Satera. Sometimes it comes Shavuos, we say, I don't feel anything. Like we said before in the early Shiurim, you can't have Shavuos before you're free. You can't be Makabel the Torah if you're a slave. That's why we said in the beginning that the first Yantif is the Yantif of Pesach. Because before you can accept any Yantif, you have to first be free from the Shibud that takes away your brain from being stuck and addicted. Once you're a free person, you can be Beicher in Taiv. You can have Bechira to choose to be Makabel the Torah. And then we could have afterwards this Mansim Chaseinu. So our Shavuos and our Sukkis is going to depend now on Pesach. Because how much of our brain do we have free? Do an inventory. How much Bechira Chafshi do you have? Nobody has 100% Bechira Chafshi. We know about the Nekudas HaBechira. We know that the Rav Dessler writes about it, that, that from here to here, a person, every person has a Nekudas HaBechira, a part that he could have Bechira on. There are things that he cannot have a chira on. There are things that are too hard for him. He's not ready for it. There are things that are too easy, and he doesn't have a chira. I don't have a chira to break Shabbos. I don't have freedom of choice. I'm not going to break Shabbos. That's, I'm, not, that's, I'm not holding by that nesayin. So everybody has that. And there are other things that I am going to do. I'm stuck, and I have a chira over there. Big mistake that people think that if Hashem gives you the Nisayan, you can overcome it. The stipler said, it's a terrible thing to teach that to people. It's not true. If Tzaddik writes, it's not true. There are Nisayanis that are too great for a person. But our job is to grow. For example, not every person is a black belt in karate. You can't do a roundhouse kick and fight three guys with knives. But you could enroll in karate school. You could become a white belt. And then you could become a yellow belt. And then you could become a green belt. Every person can as long as you don't give up and you dedicate yourself. And in two years or three years or five years, you will get there. You will steig. That's our job. 
our job is to move the Nukud Sabkira to a higher place. We'll still always have a fight. The fight that the Yitzhahar is going to push us down, and we're going to fall, and we have to push back up, but then the fight that we want to go higher, and the Yitzhahar is not going to let us. So how much of our mind is free? And how sad is that? A person could have a lot of money. He could have a beautiful family. He can look great on the outside, and inside, he's not internally free. So this is the yontif of freedom. This is the yontif to beg for freedom, to prepare ourselves, to want to be free. And Hashem is giving us the chayzik yad. This is a chance to, to move ourselves to a different place. We were once not down here. We once didn't do these things, especially those of us that grew up without technology. Nebuch, the next generation, they don't even know what it's like to live without technology. But we do. There was a time, I could tell you, personal, it's very, very sad for me, I could really cry. There was a time that I didn't have a cell phone, and the cell phones came out, and I felt that it was bothering me, and I gave up my cell phone. Can you imagine now? It's easier to take out a heart than to get rid of a cell phone. And I had no cell phone. I said, you know what? People can call me at home. Will call me in the office. And my car was a base medrash. All I did in my car, I refused to listen to any music. I listened to Tyra tapes. I had a cassette. I had tapes. And I had a valise. I actually still have it over here. With like a hundred tapes in it, cassettes. And I listened while I was driving to work and back from work and to wherever. My car was holy. Wow, did I lose that. That's gone. At best, I'll listen to maybe Jewish music. But who, anything could happen in a car these days. But you know what I lost? I lost my, my mind. I lost my freedom. Yeah, sometimes I'll still try to listen to a Jewish thing. But now it's a whole war. You know what I mean? The bar has been so, so, so much lower than, than, than before. We have to go back to cleaning out this is cleaning for Pesach. This is cleaning for Pesach, is, is getting rid of the chametz in our lives. It's funny that chametz it represents sin, right? That's why we go after every single crumb, different shtickle in the Siva Shalom, so brilliant and so beautiful, but not for now. So the person takes the 10 crumbs and he puts it around the house, and myself included. And then he goes ahead and he says, oh, a little bit of chametz. He puts it with a wooden spoon into the bag, and then he skips over the television or the internet, all right? And then he takes, oh, I found another little piece of bread, and then he skips over. And then, it, no, the whole idea is to clean out the chametz from our lives. The whole idea is to clean out the chametz from inside of our brains. To do a restart, to say, Hashem, all these things that I'm addicted to, delete, 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 delete. If you, can, if you don't have a filter on your phone, this is the time to say, I don't want to live like this anymore. Very hard to do the whole year. But this is cheirus. And by the way, it's not just a Yiddish thing. Even Goyim put filters on the phone. Just, you know, just to have freedom. You want to fall and do an Avera, at least have to work for it. At least have to get another phone, another phone or go somewhere. People have to go ahead. Our Zaydis, in order to sin, to do what we can do and any person can do on any tablet, they have to spend a lot of money get on a horse and buggy and travel to who knows where and pay who knows what. And now us and our kids, anu vanenu, mishubadim, mishubadim. But if you want to break free from that, to have at least back your, 
your mishkal, your your nukudas habchira. You want to be a little, at least have a choice, right? At least have a fight. Maybe you'll fall, but maybe you won't fall. Maybe you'll fall sometimes, but not your gafalana. So this is a time to filter your phone. This is a time to filter our lives. This is a time to delete things that we have to delete. This is the time to go me'avdus l'cheirus. This is the time happening now, and if we do it, we'll have siyata d'shemaya because Hashem is helping us in these days. Part 8, Ois Hei. V'zui aderech l'chol yachid ha'omel u'mesagea kol yomav l'ishtachra mikolashi budim n'sitrachra ve'ein o'il b'yodai. And this is the way for every individual that is working hard, tireless, really bothers us. We're trying all of our days to get free from all those things that are being mishabed us, that are enslaving us and tying up our brain. And it's not working. The reason it's not working, because he's always doing little fights, little wars. And he makes a little kabbalah. He's completely addicted, and he's like, I'm going to do a little thing. I'm going to do a little thing. And sometimes, by the way, that's the way to build. But sometimes it doesn't work. But here's my advice, says Zenesi Vishalom. How do you break free from an addiction? A previous Lanam Rebbe said, The Velt Zuk, Zukt. The Velt Zuk, the world says, as If you can't go over, you go under. There's a fence, something blocking, you can't get over it, you go under it. You know what Sadiqim said? As When it's not working to go down, go higher and higher. Jump over it. Throw the whole thing out. Make a fight to the death. This is the Indian of this holy time of Pesach. A tremendous light came down and calms down. It's Nitzchius. It's eternal. It's happening now. Hashem didn't give them a little bit of a a push according to the Madrega that they were on. No. It was above, above all of the levels that they deserved, the beginning of Dilug, of skipping. The coil of Hashem, our beloved, comes and it skips over the mountains. Mekapets, it jumps over the voice, over the valleys. It's something which is much, much bigger. And this is his advice. This is so too for every person. A person can have in front of him mountains, mountains, walls, huge things against him. He says in a different place, they're created from our sins. He says in Rosh Hashanah, a person can have person going to have mountain loads of sin from a whole year. How am I going to get helped? And he says, We'll talk about it then. He says, A person could be mamish faced with, surrounded by mountains. He can't move. This holy day, Hashem is going to light up our lives with an Orgodol, Dilog, skipping which will help us 
jump over those mountains that are that are blocking us. It'll help us get out of those diseases that are inside of our brain, our brain, those addictions that are making us so stuck. Again, we have to be able to focus on it. Everybody knows today more than ever that for anxiety and for mental health issues, that there's we knew about medication the last 50 years. But now everybody knows there's something called yoga and somatic and different types of stuff. A person can heal himself from anxiety doing yoga to the point that he doesn't need medication anymore. But in order to do yoga, you can't have music blaring in the background. You have to be present. You have to put on the soft music. You have to give yourself the time and the focus. You have to have the ability to, to tune into yourself, to check your breath work, to do, to do this breath work properly. It takes a lot of work. If we don't tune in to Shabbos and Yontif, we don't experience any of this. We don't feel anything. Then it's just another festival. Rahman al-Islam, like Goyim have Halloween, and they have um, Thanksgiving. And we have uh, Thanksgiving on, on Pesach, and we have Halloween as Purim. And we don't feel any growth. And meanwhile, the whole purpose of the Yantif is because by Yom HaMahim, what happened then is happening now again. And that's what Chazal say, Baruch Komayadis Nasasa Pesach. Pesach has to be the first festival. The first thing a Yid has to go, has to go to be free from being Meshubad Lara, from being in, inflicted and affected and infected and enslaved by the bad. We can do bad, but we can't be bad. That is the Sagula. The special segula of this of this yant of shihu the yachalish tacher boy mikol shibudav that a Jew can free himself from those shibudim that he described before all those different things that push us down from being free from having a clear scan a brain scan that shows freedom freedom to choose freedom not enslaved not like a part of our brain is stuck but our brain should be free. So that way we can choose to do the right thing. That is what it means to have Zman Chiruseinu. And according to what we said before, we understand very well what is the reason that Chag HaKadosh Hazer of Pesach is the Hachon of Kabbal Satayra and the Ha'aris of Kabbal Satayra, the light, begins on Pesach. That's what it says. That Kabbal Satayra on Shavuos, it starts Pesach night. Like the Svar Maktoshim says, From the revelation of this light of the first night of Pesach, Nisheres Rishima, an impression remains. Nisheres Rishima Kadisha, Lechol Yemesvira, an impression of holiness remains inside our being for the entire seven weeks of Svira. And that gives us the Kayach to prepare ourselves for It's like we get a flash of inspiration, we get a flash of Kadusha, and then it's taken away from us, and then we can rebuild it, but we can only rebuild it once we have that flash. What's the flash? The flash is releasing us. Because if we're connected to Ra, we're not free. DNA, I'm a Shubid, someone who is Meshubid, enslaved, addicted, he's not in his own control, and therefore he is not fit to make a decision. And as much as he goes in ahead, oh, time and time again, to be Makabal in himself again and again, 
He can't see it through. Because in this prat, he's mashubid. He has no self-control. How could a slave be makabal to Torah? Be makabal to accept a lifestyle of Torah when you can't accept anything because you're stuck. That's why first Hashem gave us Pesach in order to become the chosen people. We have to first have a time of freedom. How can we become the chosen people when we have no brains? Someone who's addicted, Rahman al Santa heroin. You're talking to somebody who has no power. He's very handsome. He's very smart. He's very kind. But he has no ability to choose anything in his life. He can't be the Amanifchar. He can't be Makabal Lutaira. Because there's no he. So first we have to become free. And this is what it says from Marin HaKadosh Mareinah, Rav Shleimah David Yeshua Weinberg, Tzchus Yogan Aleinu. He said, which is so interesting. All Shabbos, all Yom Tov, what do we say? They remind us, they are a Zecher. They're reminding us. Remember to get out of Mitzrayim. That's what we're saying. Remember when we got out of jail? So now you're a little bit in jail. Come Shabbos. Shabbos is a zecher to remind us. Get yourself out of jail of the week. Because this is the tachlis, the purpose of a Jewish person. This is so interesting. You want to know what is the tachlis of a Jew? What is the purpose of being from, of a from Yid? What, what are we here for? Lios ben chayrin muchlet. To be completely free. Mishilton klipazu. From being under the control of this klipa. To be a free person. Then you can choose. You want to be good. You want to be bad. You make a mistake. You do good. You're a free person. Hashem made these huge lights. Because your kindness is forever. What is these so Pashid, we always think that the Eirim G'dayim, the big lights, is the moon and the sun. He says, no, it lists them later. So what is the Eirim G'dayim that Hashem made, created, and that we say, thank you so much, your graciousness, your chesed is forever. Thank you, Hashem. You know what it is? It's those weekly Shabbosim that light up our lives. And the holy festivals, Hamihirim that light us up, that Hashem is lighting us up from the inside. Lekal ish Yehudi for every Jew. It is a bechina of zel umazeh. Just like we have darkness, we have light. Just like we have shibud, we have geula. Hashem is giving us these days to plug into it. I want to say an example. I just thought of now. It's actually in my book in CPR which is very kedai to buy. I'm plugging it, not for the dollar that I make on it, but it's mamish changes lives. It's cute, it's for teens, it's for older people, it's deep, it's funny, it has all the parts in it. So I have a muscle. Why don't we feel all of this stuff? 
You tell me Shabbos is to light me up in the inside. People go through Shabbos. I don't feel any different. All the Finyam Taivim give us tremendous, tremendous light. I don't feel any different. How come? So I gave a mashal. Chaim and Maishi were very, very good friends as kids in elementary school. Forty years later, Chaim is a multi-millionaire. He lost track of Maishi. But someone told him, you know what happened to your friend Maishi? Nabuch, he is destitute. He's mamish, poor. He's so poor that him and his family are freezing in the winter. He can't afford any heat. Chaim finds out his address. He calls up his limousine. He gets the stretch limo, and he goes down to Maishi's house. Can't believe what he sees. Holes in the wall. The windows are cracked. There's holes in the roof. He can't believe it. And he, he's, he gets, speaks to Maishi, and he sees his wife, his yummy kids, and he says to him, you know, Maishi, I am going to send over a crew, and they are going to put in the best heating system. So you should never have to be so cold in your house, especially at night, especially your kids. Maishi says, Maishi says, wow, Chaim, thank you so much. It means so much to me. No problem. The next day, Chaim calls up his personal guy that did his house, and he calls him up. He says, listen, I need you to go right now. Send a crew down to this and this address and put in the best heating system that you could find. The next day, the guy calls up Chaim, and he says, I'm on the way down with my crew. We're going to take care of it in one day. It's a small, broken-down house. Not a problem. The next day, Chaim calls up Maishi, and he says, Maishi, how's it going? He says, it's going good. He says, didn't you have a much better sleep? He says, to tell you the truth, not really. It was freezing. He says, I don't understand, but I sent down a crew. The crew was here, yeah, it's true. But the crew, they they put in the best heating system. Why are you freezing? Because I I don't know what to tell you. It was freezing here last night. Chaim calls up the guy. He says, did you go down there? What happened? How did you leave without testing it? Go back down. The guy says, I don't know what you're talking about. I tested it. Go again. Guy goes back and back down to Maishi's house. He checks the outside. What's that piece outside called? The unit outside. I forgot what it's called. You don't have one? The, the, the compressor. Okay. And it's working fine. He tests it out. He's working fine. He checks inside all the, all the things that he put in. The, the, the baseboard heating and the whatever it is, the vents, whatever he did. He checks the thermostat, the, the thermostat, the therm, thermometer, the thermostat. He does a check on it. He puts a little fire next, lights a candle, sees it goes up. It's working fine. Calls up Chaim, Chaim, you have nothing to worry about. It's fine. Oh, Baruch Hashem, Maishi's going to have heat. The next day, Chaim calls Maishi. No, how was it? Basking in the heat. I sent you a beautiful heating system. Maishi says, I'll tell you the truth. I'm sorry, but we were freezing last night. Chaim says, what? What in the world is going on over here? He gets into his limo, drives out to Maishi's house. He walks into the door, looks around, turns red, starts screaming at Maishi, you fool! I was such a fool to invest in you. Such a waste of money. Maishi's, what, what, what? He goes, I gave you the heating system, but you have holes in your walls. You have holes in your windows. Why didn't you just put a cardboard box all you needed to do was close up the holes so you should feel the heat. I have about many, many, I don't know, 100 or 50 mishalom like this in CPR. 
Hashem gives us a day to warm our soul. He gives us times to warm our soul. But we have holes. And there's a lot of cold air coming in. Krirus. A lot of taiva. Hashem says, of course you don't feel it. Because you know, while you're there, your, your mind is there. Because you didn't do tshuva beforehand. You didn't prepare yourself beforehand. You didn't close the walls beforehand. Of course you're not going to feel it. That's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is a weekly, that's what the Svarim say, a time, and I'm not going to get into the whole Shabbos now, we have to learn it. Buy CPR. It's the best investment you'll ever make. Money back guarantee. Hashem is giving us free warmth of Kedusha, of Tahara, to think like a Yid, that our children should be raised Jewish. It's the day to be Jewish. And if we don't close the holes, we're never going to be able to retain that heat and we don't feel anything. Against that, Keneged, do me a favor, can you take care? Keneged, what the Yidin were Meshukka, that they were immersed in the worst Tumma, Tacha Shiba Mitzrayim, we were immersed in the worst filth. Hashem gave us, big, huge lights. Shabbos, Yom HaKadosh, holy times, Sheyem Zmanim Shal Yitziyas Mitzrayim. Every single one of these Shabbosim, Zeichel Yitziyas Mitzrayim. The last page, page five. The third, the, the third paragraph. Every single Shabbos, Zeichel Yitziyas Mitzrayim. Pulling us out of Mitzrayim. Every single Yantav, Zeichel Yitziyas Mitzrayim. To remember to pull ourselves out of Mitzrayim and to enjoy the free heat that Hashem is giving us. Achein, B'Raish Komoyadais, but ahead of all of those is the time of Pesach. It's especially individually the time and it continues in the days of Sphira. To work on ourselves, to close up our holes, to accept Hashem's Chayzik Yad, that He's taking us now out of Mitzrayim, and to work on ourselves in the Mea Sphira. It's a workout. Like we said before, you can become a black belt, but you have to work it. It's only a 49-day workout. Like they have these 49 days, you lose 100 pounds. You got These diets can work. What was that? Tai, tai Kuo? Or Taekwondo? No. Tai, there was that, that thing. Not Taekwondo. There was a, another thing where 30 days to a, you're ripped, right? But you have to dedicate yourself. There's a dedication involved to prepare for Pesach, to accept it. And then there's the time of Sphira, to work on ourselves on each time. It's a hard job. It's very hard to do. And of course, we don't feel anything if we don't do the work. But if we work on it, we'll feel growth. Till the end, we're That's the ultimate. It's that's the tkufa. That's the time period here. It begins with freedom, and it goes all the way to kabbalah satayra. That we're mishabed ourselves. We are free to enslave ourselves out of the freedom of our choice. Because the freedom that we have is not nishlemus, is not complete until until zman matan teresenu, the time of kabbal sateri. Like it says in Chazal, the luchos was the the word of God, the words of God, was written, was charos, engraved, al haluchos, on the luchos, al tikrei charos, al cherus. It wasn't just charos, engraved, it's cherus, it's freedom. The ein lecha ben chayrin, el amisha isaac batayra. 
Nobody is free unless they're Isaac Batera. Not physically. We're talking about emotionally. Emotionally. The person who is not learning Taira is going from one addiction and one numbing to the next, to the next, to the next. The person who is which is very hard to be Isaac Batera, he's free. A yid is not able to get out of this shibud of the taiva of Mitzrayim, what we would say today, Las Vegas or Amsterdam or what every person, single person has in the palm of their hand, which is probably much worse than anything that could have been happening in, 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 in uh, Mitzrayim. I don't know, I can't compare, I wasn't there. But it's pretty bad. You can't get out, Ella, through the medicine, Ali Desha Isaac Batayra, because Taira cleans us. is not except for those who are dying for it. He takes his entire chios and he puts it all 100% into learning Torah. I have a friend that is a Rosh Hashiva, a massive Talmud Chacham, and he's very busy. And he has a big family. There's a lot of shibudim like we all do. But he's so lucky because he tells me that sometimes he goes into a base medrash and he shuts off his phone and for three or four hours, no matter what's going on outside in his life, whatever financial pressure, children problems, whatever's going on in his life, he shuts off his phone, he shuts down his brain and he focuses completely on learning Torah in a base medrash that's near his house that has like 200 people. The cult Torah is unbelievable. Now, I, I can't do that. He does that. And when he does that, he's free. He's a Ben Chayrin. He extricated himself. Some people do it with yoga. Some people do it with Klonopin. Some people do it with weed. Because we don't have Tyra. But really, Tyra was created that when we mashkia, kal there's something there to that. There's something there to that. And, and it's chaval that we don't have that, but we can try. We can make a shear, 15 minutes a day, 15 minutes a week, something that we shut down and we do our spiritual yoga, our spiritual breath work, where we just tie, you know, plug into godliness, plug into Torah on our level to be free. We can't always be down and, and confused all the time. We need a break. Turn off our brain and become that original, naive, happy boy before all of this stuff affected and infected us. So Nimtzad comes out, that this Tkufa, this uh, time period, what's a better word for Tkufa? Time period? Good word. Kalelas is Chaga Pesach, which includes Chaga Pesach, and then goes through Yimei Sfira. And then it includes the end of Chaga Shavuos, which is the ultimate, where we accept the Torah into our being. It's one Yechida, it's one thing. Chalyada through that magish ishuhudi, magia ishuhudi lecherus mishlemas. It's helping us get free. And again, like we said before, we can't get it, do it a hundred percent. It's impossible for us. Tzadikim did it a hundred percent. They felt oh so free after a shabbos. They're 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 uplifted, and then they go back into the sheishes simayamaisa of galus. They they feel stuff that we can't feel, but a little bit we can do it. Tafkid the purpose and the goal and the I say tafkid? Job, purpose. Job, purpose, goal. It's a better word. Tafkid. The reason why we have this tkufa, haktoisha hazois of zman is aleph, besur meira. 
a final, a, a, finally, a chance to punch that Yetzirah, a chance to extricate ourselves from the rat that's taken root inside of our mindset, our being. She who the Yakar is a rat, mikir boy, with taharenu mukliposenu mutumasenu, as we say in Svira. That's the purpose of it. Like we said before, you missed the beginning, I can't review the whole thing, but I'll just tell you this point. It says a person could be pure and innocent, but there's Yetzirah, there's Taiva, and he falls, he makes a mistake, she makes a mistake, whatever the mistake is, right? But that's not who you are. You could do tshuva on that. But a person can fall so much that the outside world infiltrates their mindset that they're not free about those inyanim. Out of 100% of our brain, how much is like when we were 12, we were innocent and pure? And how much of it is infected? And that's really this process that's happening now is to clean out our the parts of us that are so infected in order to be metaros miklipaisenu from our our klipais, the shells around us, the covers, like an orange peel, has peels around it that's blocking out feeling kedusha and from our tuma. That's number one. And baseitoiv, and to do good, to do better. Litaareinu ulekadashenu b'kedushaschel yainu to be metaros and to make us holy with a more b'kedushaschel yainu a higher level of holiness. Like we say, that we should be holier and more purified with this Kedusha Shamala. That by the time we're done with the seven week workout, the seven week workout that starts with preparation, where we're searching for the Chametz to eradicate it, which Chametz is the sin, to get rid of it from our minds, to do what we need to do to delete certain things from our lives and then to accept that cherus and then to go through the process, enrichment process, and then to come out with that six-pack or that seven weeks, seven-pack, to be able to be makabal taira on shvuas, to become renewed, rejuvenated, J-E-W, yeah, to get out of being mitzvah-fried, where our brains are fried and we're so... We don't have time to breathe. We all know that the biggest Yetzirah of our Dar is that we don't have time. We lost time to think. Which is so interesting because every single invention was sold to us and we bought it with one condition. This will help us save time. Why put something in an oven for 30 minutes or an hour? Microwave, save time. Instead of making a phone call and sending a letter, fax machine, save time. Email, save time. Everything is to save time and we have no time. And why do we have no time? Because the Satan does not want us to have time to think. Because then we're his. That's ultimate shibud. Because all I am, the difference, difference between me and a cow, is that I can think. But if I'm not thinking because I'm too busy, then I'm a cow. I'm a cow with a cell phone. I'm a cow with WhatsApp. Maybe the cow has more time. He's grazing. And in between, maybe he's thinking more than me. I don't know what he's thinking about. Hashem gave us the ability to think about him. But I'm worse than the cow because I'm too busy to think about him. And sometimes we're busy with mitzvahs and sometimes we're busy with good things. But our brains, you know, sometimes people, they say that they put their phone down. They're so scared to spend five minutes with themselves. That's the Yitzhar that we have, and our children, uh, I can't even imagine our grandchildren have. So this is a time to break free, to become free people 
internally so we can choose. And yes, we may make mistakes, but that's not who we become. We are choosing and we have the ability to choose to be mishabit ourselves to Hashem to a greater life of Torah, which is a greater life of freedom, a life that we'll be more proud of, a life that we'll be more proud of. And all of that is what this whole tukufa is really all about.